You are listening to the sermon podcast of Covenant Presbyterian Church. We are a community in Madison, Wisconsin, who gathers to worship, to learn, to serve, and to grow together in God's love. Please visit us online at www.covenantmadison.org, where you can find information about Covenant Ministries, as well as links to our online worship services and sermon podcasts. Today is the third Sunday of Lent. We're right in the middle, deep into this season of reflection and somber remembering of Jesus's life, his 40 days in the desert, his forging of a community, and his journey to the cross. We pack a lot into that 40 days. This mid-March, about right now, also marks two years of COVID in the United States and in Madison, where people were first starting to be hospitalized. Two years. It's also been about three weeks of war in Ukraine. And so maybe this Lent feels really like Lent. A journey of many long, solemn, tiring days, like 40 days in the desert would feel. As though if just one more bad thing happens, we might all be ready to sort of throw up that white flag and say, no more, we're done, it's too much. And there's always something else, something more coming Right now, many of us feel deeply the words of poet Warson Shire, who writes, I held an atlas in my lap, ran my fingers across the whole world, and whispered, where does it hurt? It answered, everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. It's Lent. And it's a pandemic still, and it's war again. The world is aching. There is hurt and harm and stress and sadness. It's also spring. Have you noticed? Today, this Sunday, is actually the first day of spring. Have you heard those birds? Have you smelled that air? Have you felt that ground softening? And have you seen that budding life? I love it. Every morning, my partner and I walk out the back door and I say to her, listen to those birds, as though I've never heard birds before, chirping away. But I think we need these moments that stop us in our tracks to look, to listen. A reminder and a promise of what is possible right now against all odds, when it feels like it shouldn't be, when we are hurting everywhere. Spring. Jesus knew something of this, too. He uses this imagery of growth, new life, fresh unfolding leaves when he says, I am the vine and you are the branches. 
So here our scripture reading for this morning. It's a long reading, but listen for that spring-like imagery. Let this reading sort of hold you in spring for just a few moments. Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me, you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Then he continues, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer because the servant does not know what the master is doing, but I've called you friends because I've made known to you everything that I have heard from my father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the father will give you whatever you ask in, of him in my name. I am giving you these commands so that you may love one another. Our whole sermon series this Lent asks, who is Jesus? What metaphors, images, relationships can we draw on to know more of this person, this God-made flesh? In graduate school, it was not cool to talk about Jesus. And it's not like I went to medical school or business school. I went to seminary. <laughs> but it was an academic seminary. And so instead of talking about Jesus as any kind of presence or a friend or deep connection the way this scripture invites us to, what we did talk about was the historical Jesus, the intellectual Jesus. The Jesus who lived 2,000 years ago in the Middle East. The Jewish Jesus, the teacher, the healer, the advocate, the guide of a long time ago and what remains of his story. Many of us have probably seen versions of the National Geographic Jesus, of who was this person, what do we know? But what happened is that for many of us, we felt this great comfort with the historical, intellectual Jesus. 
and a disconnect and a discomfort with any kind of Jesus that is here and now. If in general we have this idea that God is sort of up here everywhere and the Holy Spirit is moving around us, then Jesus seemed to be a person of the past, but absent from our actual lives. And this disconnect is tempting sometimes, especially when we read passages like right in the middle of our beautiful scripture reading when Jesus seems to say that whoever does not abide in him is cut off and thrown away to be burned. A little dramatic, I think. Some things we know that they need to sort of stay in their context, in their historical context. This line included, I think. Because the figure of Jesus has been used to create categories of in and out, right and wrong, where if you don't feel that power and presence or personal relationship, if you look around your life and can't quite figure out where Jesus is in it, then you're out. But this line that we maybe skip over And this Jesus that we often leave in the past is actually situated in an image of deep, unending connection. There is no in or out, but only an unending invitation to be connected, to be nurtured, to belong. I am the vine, you are the branches. There's not much room in between those two. Jesus as the vine means Jesus as ever connected to us, as nourishing and prompting and tethering us to a source of love and life. So close, so connected that we don't really have to go looking around for Jesus at all. God as vine grower, Jesus as the vine, and us as branches is an image of mutuality and belonging. It's an image of safety and patience and love. I am the vine, you are the branches. Abide in me as I abide in you. What our scripture reminds us is that who we are and what we do in love, justice, and kindness is inherently connected to Jesus and to God. That our gifts Our giving, our growth and flourishing reflects the one who is growing us. That however we bear fruit in the world is rooted in a triune God that facilitates our flourishing and bears our burdens. It has been a weary season. It's been dark and cold. It's been dangerous and war-torn. It's been frustrating and exhausting. And we don't need to look too far to know that. We feel that. We feel that heartache of our own lives and the lives of those we love. Sometimes it hurts everywhere. So how do we stay grounded and connected to our faith in a God that nurtures In Jesus as the true vine source of life when all seems lost? Spring can help. So this week, maybe when you walk out of here today, 
Take a moment. Look. Listen. Because right now, in the midst of all that is broken and burdened and unknown, this season, this tangible, sensory, defiant season demands our attention. Spring demands our attention. The birds, the blossoms, the smell of the air, the waking up of the world reminds us that not all is lost. The actual vines and leaves and life remind us tangibly of that promise that we too are not lost. That against all odds, there is life emerging and life in abundance. So if spring can slowly emerge from the dark and find its way, so can we. Amen.